Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Righteousness, peace, oh, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's the kingdom of God. Righteousness, righteousness, peace, oh, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's the kingdom of God. Don't you want to be a part of the kingdom? Don't you want to be a part of the kingdom? Don't you want to be a part of the kingdom? Come on now. Don't you want to be a part of the kingdom? Don't you want to be a part of the kingdom? Don't you want to be a part of the kingdom? Come on now. Come on, everybody. Somebody say, say, righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. kingdom of your dear son Jesus Christ. This morning as we come before you open the eyes of our understanding help us to behold marvelous and wondrous things from your word. Mighty Holy Spirit speak to us in a way that we'll understand to you be glory forever and ever. Amen. Wonderful. Put your hands together for the Lord and you may be seated in the presence of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Are you excited to be in church? Okay, this side, you don't seem to have excited people. What's the problem? Okay, we are watching you. Amen. But I'm glad to be in church this morning to speak God's word to you. And I believe that God has something special for you. Amen. In the earlier service, one of the pastors told us that there is a lifestyle for every group of people. If you're a young man, there's a lifestyle for you. If you're an old man, there's a lifestyle for you. If, if you're a young lady, there's a lifestyle for you. If you're a politician, there's a lifestyle for you. If you're a police person, traffic cop, there's a cold drink. There's a lifestyle. There's a lifestyle for you. Do you see it? Also, as a Christian, there's a lifestyle for us. And anytime we come, we encounter the word of God, we are exposed to the lifestyle of Christians. Yeah. 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 I, it was a very powerful revelation I learned from that service. I see that people have revelations, I tell you. Yeah, yeah. So, there's a lifestyle. So, Anytime we come to encounter the word of God, God is adding to, it's making our lives better and better and better and better and better. So this morning, my prayer is that you live here with something that will make your life better. Amen. amen. You missed a good place to say amen. 
Now, those of you who are new to church, the response in church is amen. Okay. Uh-huh. Just as when you watch soccer, the response is go. Do you get it? Yeah. The, the church also is amen. Say amen. Uh-huh. So you have to learn to say amen. Is that not so? Once you are in church, you didn't say, oh, I don't know what to say, so I'm just sitting down. I say nothing. The thing you say in church is amen. Say amen. Uh-huh. So learn it. It's all part of the lifestyle. By acquiring the lifestyle of church people. Yeah. Imagine you have gone to a soccer game as they are playing the game and it's going on. Then you start saying basket. Basket. That's for basketball. Do you get it? When they goes into the net in soccer, we shout go. Do you get it? And then what? Laduma. What does it mean? Go. Uh-huh. Laduma. So in the church also, our Laduma is what? Yeah. Wonderful. 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 Last week, I shared with you that Jesus is coming soon and I shared with you what the gospel of Jesus Christ is and how to preach it. Amen. Amen. And um, today I want to continue on it. Why you must be a soul winner. Why you in particular, Gugule to Matata, must be a soul winner. Or Gugule to Omalo must be a soul winner. Why you in particular, not just your neighbor, you must be a soul. Who's a soul winner? A soul winner is somebody who tells other people about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. What is the gospel of Jesus? I hear when I say gospel, you don't understand. So gospel. What is the gospel of Jesus Christ? Now, the gospel of Jesus Christ is not the songs that Rebecca Malupe, Malupe sings or Benjamin Dube sings or joyous celebration no it's not they, they it's Christ, that's christian music or what we call gospel music it talk about god and talk about christ and talk about heaven and talk about jesus and so but that's not the gospel it's not wrong but it's not you can't say the gospel is forgiveness have mercy god have mercy on us yeah, then Kosisikelele Africa is also gospel. Is that not so? Because it also says that God should bless Africa or forgive Africa. Do you see? Uh-huh. That's the gospel of Jesus Christ, as we see from the scripture, flick it up there, First Corinthians chapter 15, verse number 1 through to verse 3, verse 4. Paul shows us what the, when we say gospel. What does, what is the true gospel of Jesus Christ? Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel. The what? Gospel. Which I preach unto you, which I preach unto you, which also ye have received, wherein ye stand, verse 2, by which ye are saved. So Paul says, what the gospel is, the result of the gospel is salvation. The gospel brings salvation. Amen. amen. Say amen with a smile. Yeah, Jesus loves you, ne? Powerful. <laughs> if ye keep in memory what I preach unto you, unless ye be in vain. So he says, when it comes to the gospel, what makes it authentic, what makes it real, what makes it work, is you believing in it. So if you believed in vain, then the gospel is useless. Although you have heard it, it's useless to you. Amen. And uh, I told you last week how I used to get born again. I used to believe for financial reasons, to get some money from uh, my, my, my mom. Do you get it? I just give my life to Christ, then I, I get paid. When I'm paid next week, I've, I'm, I'm back at zero, <laughs> starting again. Call me to church. I don't feel like it. I say, I'm not born again. I'm not any born again. I've changed my mind. <laughs> Do you get it? So it's unless you believe in vain. Then verse 3 and verse 4. He tells us what the gospel is. He says, for I deliver unto you first of all that which I received. So Paul says that the gospel that delivered unto you, I received it from somebody and I passed it on to you. It is our responsibility as Christians to pass on the gospel. Amen. 
to pass on the gospel. You will see that Paul, the writer of this scripture, is not the originator, the author of the gospel. Somebody preached it to him. And he also preached it to the people. He said, what I am preaching to you, first of all, I received it from somebody. So that you must not be the last stop of the gospel. That when you hear the gospel, you must pass it on to somebody who also pass it to somebody who also pass it to somebody until the gospel reaches the end of the world. Hallelujah. Some of us have made ourselves such that we are the final stop of the gospel. We are the first. As soon as the gospel got to you, you block it. The final stop. One day, I was driving in traffic. And I was trying to avoid, the traffic was so thick that I, I tried to escape. So I saw a taxi driver. <laughs> he got off the main road. Not that he, you know, these, they drive anywhere. Not that, he, like the road is going this way. He took a 10. I put two and two together. I said, no, this taxi, and there were some people in the taxi. So I said, this taxi driver, he knows a shortcut that we all don't know about. So I started to follow him. He kept winding, 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 winding. I was following him. Then we, he got onto a certain straight road that he showed indicator. So I was wondering, where is he turning to? And he turned into a house. I had followed him in vain. He was going to his final destination, his house. And I had followed him. Suddenly I was... Where I am, maybe I don't even know the place that well. That's the, fir- that's the first problem, <laughs> to retrace my steps. And I wasn't even watching as we were turning to retrace my steps because I knew that, oh, as for a taxi driver, you can count on him when it comes to traffic, that he knows a way out. Because you see them following you here. You are in the trap. By the time you open your eyes, they are in front of you. How they got there, you don't know. Uh-huh. So I followed, not knowing he was going home. Some of us have made the gospel like that. Once it comes to you, you go home and go and park the car. Nobody else will hear the gospel again. That is why I am teaching you why you must be a soul winner so that the gospel doesn't stop with you. You have heard the gospel, you've come to church. Maybe some of you today is your first time. Somebody has invited you to church, you will hear the gospel. You have to pass it on to your friend, you have to pass it on to your neighbor, you have to pass it on to your mother, you have to pass it on to your grandmother, you have to pass it on to your teacher, you have to pass it on to your students, you have to pass it on to your colleagues at work. You have to pass it on. So Paul said, the gospel that I'm about to tell you, I am passing it on to you. I also got it from somebody. Imagine you are watching a relay, four by hundred meters, the one that they use a stick. Four people run. So this one runs, he hands it over to this one, hands it over, then they hand it over to the final person who runs to the finish line. Imagine that the first person has handed it over to the second person. The second person has handed it over to the third person. Now the third person is supposed to hand it over to the fourth person. When the third person gets it, he says, oh, I've got a phone call. I won't run again. I'm going to my house. Behaving like this taxi driver who I followed. They cannot win the race. They can even be leading, but they cannot win the race. So let us be Christians who pass on this gospel to the next one. Now he says, what is the gospel? The gospel is that how that Jesus Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures. He says, let me show you what the gospel is. The gospel of Jesus Christ is that he died for our sins. Matthew 1, 21, the Bible tells us that, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. How does, how was he going to save us from our sins? That he died for our sins. Verse 4. And he was buried. Not only did he die, but he was buried. And he rose again on the third day according to the scriptures. Amen. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. If Rebecca sings about this, then that's the gospel. If Benjamin Dube sings about this, then that's the gospel. Please don't get, don't get me wrong. I really like Rebecca Malope. Just, just by the way. Don't, don't go. This uh, pastor doesn't like Umama, uh, Rebecca. Rebecca is my favorite South African singer. No, just so you know. 
not joyous celebration. I mean, I don't have any problem with joyous, but I don't know them. There's only one person in joyous that I know. She's called, what did you say? Mahalia. I, I didn't know her. One day I was somewhere, she was there. Then my wife told me, that's Mahalia. I said, oh, that's Mahalia. I called her, come. Then I took a picture with Mahalia. Then it's like, oh, from now I know Mahalia. That's all. I don't know them. Then my wife says, I know Intokozo. I don't know her. If you show me a picture of Intokozo, I don't know. I can't see the person. You know, because now I've said that, I'm sure my wife will be showing me a picture. Any picture she shows me, I'll use intelligence. Oh, this is Intokozo. Because I know that's the next thing that will happen. So if I didn't say it in church, the next thing so they'll show, you know who this I know. I, I'm very smart. So I said, oh, Intokozo, you see, 100%, but I didn't know her. I hear she was big, now she's small. I don't know. I don't know the difference. It's only Mahal. Uh, okay, show me. I told you. I told you they will show me. I told you. Ah, uh, oh, this one. Okay. I don't know her. Ah, Joe Metal. The one. Ye, amen, amen. Ah, uh, okay. That's in Tokozo. Okay, no problem. I told you I don't know her. No problem. But Umama. Rebecca. Oh, I know her. She's my favorite. South African singer. I know only one song that she has sung. The one I told you, Tetele Nkosi Yam Nkosi. One song. Favorite of all. So I don't have any problem with that, but I'm saying that let us get it right. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. That Jesus Christ came because of your sin and my sin. Then he died so that you and I can be free of our sin. Then he, he was buried and he rose again so that we can also rise in victory. Now, this gospel, we are supposed to carry it around. That's what it means. When you share this gospel with people, that's what it means that you are a soul winner. That's when you become a soul winner. You are sharing the same thing with another. You are passing it on like the way Paul passed it on. Then you are a soul winner. Now, why should you be a soul winner? I'll give you one important reason and then we will go home. You should be. Why you in particular should be a soul winner? And... In this book, we address many, many ways to preach the gospel to other people. To tell the same, the same, Jesus came to die for you. He was buried and he rose again. How to preach it to other people. Different ways. How to, and it's only 50 rands. It's on special for 50 rands. You don't have to loot it. You just pay 50 rands for it. And you have a personal copy. Amen. Amen. Wonderful, you get one while stocks last, amen. So, one reason I'm giving you three, but if one also, then it's also great, amen. You must be a soul winner because soul winning releases energy and joy to every Christian. When you go out from person to person telling them about Jesus, it releases energy and joy. Luke chapter 15, we are reading verse 1 through to verse number 10. It releases energy and joy. Energy and joy. If Christianity is just coming to church and going, coming to church and going, it must be very boring. It must be very boring. Because how long can you be coming and going? Because it's not like Christianity is like a course in the university, three-year diploma program. After three years, you are done. It's for the rest of our lives. And you are, you are just about 18 years or 19 years or 22 years, 25 years. If you are going to live till you are 70, it means you have 50 years to just come to church and go, come to church and go. Before long, it will be boring. Before long, it will be boring. Just come to church, hear a message for 40 minutes, and then you go home. 40 minutes, and then you go. It will become boring. If you don't have, and, and you see, when you come to church, what you do is that you gather spiritual energy. Do you see? And when you gather spiritual energy and you don't use it for anything, then you, you now, it, it, it's like you have eaten and you are over full. It, it produces discomfort. And everything. Now, soul winning is that thing that gives, when we say energy, gives life. You see, it gives life to your Christian life. Your Christian life begins to make sense. There's something to do. If you are part of any group and there's nothing to do, you, you see that it's boring. Even the WhatsApp groups that you are on that you don't make any comment, there's no discussion that involves you. You, you see that you become boring. Arsenal Supporters Union. 
I mean, it must be very boring. Yeah. It's still boring. Cristiano Ronaldo has more goals than Arsenal, the whole of Arsenal. Combined. The whole of Arsenal combined. This season so far. And he, has, he only came yesterday. Arsenal has been there a long time ago. They were on top of the league before we started. They are always on top of the league by the time we start. Must be very boring. In, yeah, Arsenal lives matter. <laughs> but when there's something to do, you, it becomes exciting. It becomes energetic. It comes alive to you. Look at this. It says, then drew, then, then drew nigh unto him all the publicans and sinners to hear him. Verse 2. This is talking about Jesus. It says, and the Pharisees and scribes murmured, saying, This man received sinners and eateth with them. They accused Jesus that Jesus allowed people like you and I, who are sinners, to come to him. Do you, do you, is it, don't be quick to accept an accusation against somebody. Jesus, they accuse him that he allow you and I to come to him. He said he's a, he's a pastor. Instead of just moving with the pastors, he has called sinners and publicans. Publicans mean common people. He has called common people, everyday people, regular Joe, everyday boys and girls. In the first service, we had UKZN girls. I don't know which girls we have in this service. It's like he had called UKZN girls to come to him and they, they accused him of it. Or Cinderella girls. I mean, when you go to Cinderella, you see them moving around, you know that, yes, you have come. No, no, no. You see, they've been busy. They are occupied. So he calls Cinderella girls, Eastwood boys, and Northdale boys to come to him to preach to them. Then they accuse him. Why has he let these people come to him? That's why he shouldn't be behind. Somebody accuses someone. This person is this, this person is that. This. Then you to you just say, eh, he must be a very bad person. Because if he's not a bad person, nobody will use him of any. Really? Is it true? You should hear the accusations they say about you. That's when you will know that it's not always, it's not every time that an accusation is true. Yeah, it's not every time. That are, so they accuse him of the but you let's go on. That's not the teaching for today. But what, what the point I want to make, I'm glad that Jesus received sinners. Or else you and I couldn't have come to him. If he was just receiving righteous people, you and I cannot come. I'm glad. I'm excited. I'm happy. I don't know why you are not excited. Unless you are a righteous person. So he received the verse. And he spake a parable unto them, saying, verse 4. What man of you, or which of you, having an hundred sheep? So he said, which of you having hundred sheep, if you lose one of them, will not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after that one which is lost until you find it? He asked them a question. Which of you, that when you lose one thing, although you have so many of them, you will not leave all of them and go and look for the one that you have lost? Look into your life. Sometimes you can't find just 10 runs. Meanwhile, you have 100 runs. You leave the 99 where it is and you go looking for the 10 runs. You break your brother's door. You start looking everywhere. Yeah, you start looking, searching for that 10 runs. Meanwhile, what you have left is more than what you have lost. But you still go and look for the one that you have lost. So he asked you, look, you turn everything if look, if you don't clean your room, that day you will clean your room. You will clean your room. Yeah, if you lose your wig, you start looking for it. Is that what you are wearing? No, is that it? You look for it everywhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. You you look. Everybody will hear of you. Look, one day, it was after church when a pastor heard a lady shouting outside and the people making noise and following in the area. 
So he was wondering what was happening outside. So he sent one of the pastors to go and what is happening outside. Because when you are inside and people are shouting, you have to be aware of what is happening because you never know. When the pastor came back, he asked the pastor, what is happening? The pastor said, look, I saw something. He said, look, what did you see? He said, no, 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 I saw something. He said, what's happening? He said, there's a woman outside. Not outside the church, but outside the church. I know you are like on the street. Okay? There's a woman outside. She's screaming. And then she asks, why is she screaming? She, she's, first, she asks, the woman is screaming that today I will kill somebody. I mean, she's knocking her chest. I think she had a pot and she was knocking the pot. Today, I will kill somebody. Hey. So he said, ah, why is she screaming that today she will kill somebody? Then the pastor said, she says that somebody has stolen her chicken. Only one of them. And she has left the rest at home. And she's going from door to door announcing to the people that if her chicken doesn't appear, Today, she will kill somebody. Yeah, she will kill somebody. Today, today she will kill somebody. So whoever has the chicken, should bring chicken. Yeah. This is the question Jesus was asking them. How many of you, if you had a hundred chicken and one gets lost, you won't, I mean, I'm, this thing I'm talking about, many of you can relate with it. Yeah, either you have witnessed it or you have been it. Yeah, that is like because the thing got lost that day, the whole house, the whole house, you turn it upside down. You shook your sister until something fell off. Hey, Upi Peniam, come and see. Seriously. So Jesus asked them this question. Let's go on. Let's go on. And when he has found it, he laid it on his shoulder, rejoicing. He said, when he find, when you find, many of you who have lost things before, when you find a thing, you become super excited. You become very happy. You are filled with joy. Yeah, I mean, when I'm, I'm looking for something that's for me and I can't find, when I find, I become happy. Yeah, when I lose something that's mine, I can't find it. Sometimes I even pray. Hey, I pray, I bind the devil. One of the things I've discovered, if you have something, it disappears. Usually the devil is involved. There's always a devil involved somewhere. Oh yeah. So I pray and I bind the devil. Any devil who has made my thing disappear, whether it's a human devil or a devil devil, which type of devil may appear? I bind them now. Let it appear. Yeah. Now when he says when he finds he will take he's talking about sheep. When he takes that he finds he will put the sheep on his shoulder and start moving around, rejoicing, celebrating. Why? Because finding that thing releases supernatural joy into. It's the same way when you make yourself a soul winner. A soul winner is somebody who finds what is lost. I say it again. A soul winner is somebody who finds what is lost. The Christian or the human being who is lost from his maker. So when you find that one person, it releases joy into your life. Immediately you become excited. You become excited. You become happy. That, oh, somebody, somebody has moved from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of life. Somebody has made a decision to turn around and to follow Jesus. You become excited. Let's read on. We are going to verse 10. And when he came at home, so the excitement from finding the thing is not even, I said, and when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors saying to them, rejoice with me. I have found my, lo- my sheep that was lost or which was lost. He says, Richard, he calls his neighbors. He tells everybody, when you find your thing that you lost, you tell everybody. That's why these people who do bring back lost lovers, they are very popular. Or Kumbulekaya. Yeah, when the I'm coming to Kumbulekaya. Yeah, do bring back lost lover. I heard of a, a guy who was in that, who like he was into these things. His name was Dr. Kintu. 
I used to see his adverts all around, Dr. Kintu. Dr. Kintu, very popular guy in a city I used to live in. So one day, I, so, so like whenever I'm preaching, I want to use an example of Dr. Kintu. Then one day I was working with another doctor. Yeah, a type of doctor. I mean, not a medical doctor. It's like, yeah, he's a doctor in his own right. So I was working with this doctor. This doctor, he operates in the boot of his car. He deals in every type of mer- merchandise. No, every, even, I'm sure if he was around by now, you have vaccines. <laughs> yeah. Not that you would drive through, he would drive through it, maybe door to door. So this guy, I was working with him, and we, we saw a, a guy coming. Then he said, Pastor, I want to show you Dr. Kintu. I said, oh. The way he said, I felt like, oh, no, you are being dramatic. He said, oh, no, I will show you Dr. Kintu. Then the, the guy was, he said, see, the guy coming from there, that's Dr. Kintu. I said, no, 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 it cannot be Dr. Kintu because me, the Dr. Kintu, the profile that I have, it has to be some very big doctor. He said, oh, that's Dr. Kintu. Bring back lost lover. Yeah. So when they, he said, I will show you. So when Dr. Kintu got close to us, he said, he, he said, oh, Dr. Kintu. Then the doctor also called him doctor. I don't want to add his other, 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 other name, but it will cause a problem. But he, let's call him Dr. Mark. So he said, oh, Dr. Mark. So like they are fellow doctors. Yeah. How is her business? So Dr. Kitu said, you know the business, the way it is. We have to. Yeah. And then they had a chat. So I was just standing there, uh, starstruck. <laughs> To see Dr. Kintu. So I was just looking at Dr. Kintu like that. Then they finished. Then Dr. Kintu, he told me, Pastor, that's Dr. Kintu. That's the, there you have your Dr. Kintu. I said, yeah, this is why they are popular. Because to bring back what you have lost, oh, everybody wants to get back what they have lost. A Christian's job is to bring back that which is lost. And when it's back, what happens is that he calls his neighbors, he calls his friends. Say, let's celebrate together. Let's celebrate together. It's always a joy to see somebody surrender their life to Jesus. It's the greatest joy you can experience when somebody surrenders their life to Jesus. From today, I won't follow Satan again. I will follow Jesus. I'll follow Jesus. It release. Let's go on. Verse, verse, next verse. I say unto you that likewise. Joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repented more than over the 99 just persons which need no repentance. So it says the joy is from the person who wins, then he shares it with his neighbors, then it's also in heaven. Heaven also, there's excitement, there's celebration. It doesn't end only on earth, but also in heaven, there is celebration. Anytime you win a soul, there's a party in heaven. Anytime you win a soul, there's excitement. Anytime we have church service, when we are doing praise and worship, they watch us. When they are singing their solo souls, are partying, they just watch us. When we read the place, we say, you want to give your life to Christ. Come, let us pray. When you come forward, they start to celebrate. It's like a goal has been scored. A goal has been scored. Like a goal has been scored. Yesterday, we were watching uh, Man United. Do you realize that yesterday, during Go Rush, they didn't show anything. Even they show United warm-up. It's more important than Man- Manchester City playing their games. You have to say, yeah. You don't have a choice. Yeah, they sh- you know, if you watch it, they show from the time United warming up, the bus, everything. That's what they were, instead of showing uh, Man City. They didn't even show us the scores of other clubs during the... Come again. They jump all of you. The champions, they didn't even show us the champions. Yeah, they just concentrated on. When we were watching the game, you know, United went one up, the Newcastle equalized. My son was just saying, United will go crazy if Newcastle scores. Then, just then, I was going to say, don't be saying things like that. <laughs> the Newcastle scored. As soon as Newcastle scored, they shifted the gears. And when Ronaldo scored that second goal, we went, 
we all shouted in the house. Go! My son ran outside. I th- I th- I, I, I'm sure he was lost. Yeah, he was lost. Lost. Do you get it? That's how it is when somebody gives their life to Christ. They shout in heaven. They have a, they, they, there's joy, there's excitement, there's rejoicing in heaven. You want to make heaven happy? Become a soul winner. You want to make God happy? Become a soul winner. Become a soul winner. It's not enough to sit in church all the time. It's not enough to sing in the choir. It's not enough to be an ass. It's not enough to do media. Do. Become a soul winner. Somebody will help somebody else to meet Jesus. It releases excitement. It releases excitement. It releases excitement. And becomes happy with you. You, even you become happy with yourself. Your fellow Christians become happy with you. When you become a soul winner. And anything you think that people are happy with you, you get energized. You get energized. I mean, if you like ask those who sing on the stage, when we start clapping, they become. Yeah. Those who sing. The best singer, if they are singing, you stop listening, we all start doing other things. You see, the singing will dry. It will dry. It will dry. But when they see us clapping, when they, see, when they hit a certain note, and we all, you know, you know they, say, they can go with it. They can see that you are enjoying the thing you are becoming. Then they also become motivated. And they power, a certain energy is released to them. Become excited. Anything, they become charged up. Anything. That's why when I say, are you excited to be in church? Because when I come, you are all very morose, very cool. I don't know, second say, I don't know what they give you nowadays. Maybe the sanitizer they are using at the entrance. Yeah, how come you're all just I'm looking for the right word. Maybe yeah, chilled. Laid back. Yeah, all laid back. Oh, yeah, what? That's what I have to teach you. You have to say amen. It's also when you say say amen, so that I'll become encouraged. I have more energy to preach the word of God. Yeah. In the same way, when you win souls and people are cheering you on, you become more energized. You start to push forward. It brings excitement. It brings Let's see what does 8 and 9 say. Either what woman having... Another story. Either what woman having 10 pieces of silver. Remember when I started, I said, you have 100 rounds, then you lose 10 rounds. 10 pieces of silver. If he lose one piece that not light a candle... And sweep the house and seek diligently till she finds it. If you like being in a house with a woman and let her loose, she can't find her chain or her earring. 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 Just the stopper of the earring. Not even the earring itself. Yeah, earring. You can't find. You can't find the earring. And I hear earrings are like socks. One, one foot is always missing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Me, because I don't want that trouble. When I'm buying socks, I buy the same type of socks about brothers and sisters, about three of them. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Huh? Brothers and sisters, same thing about three of them. So if one, any of them go with, so in the end, I have six pieces that do that. I need two at a go. So any two I take, they can work. Hey, because if you have them one by one. The day you are aggressive, you see, you can't find this other one. Can't find that one. Hey, you become. Uh-huh. They say you know how stressful it is. They lost one earring. They will search everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. Look for it everywhere. Sweep the house. Ten things. That's how much God is looking for the people who are lost. That's how much God wants to save them. So when you wake up and you start looking for them, ah. God becomes excited. God becomes happy. God begins to even give attention to you. You may be a very bad boy, a very bad girl. God doesn't care. You are interested in what he's interested in. I better help this bad boy become a good boy. Because he's interested. That good girl sitting in the church is not interested in anything that I'm doing. Releases energy. Verse 9. Verse 9. And when he had found it, she calls a friend. This one also. She calls and saying, "Rejoice with me, for I have found my peace, which I had lost." Verse ten says, "Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents." 
When one sinner repents, heaven becomes ecstatic. I say heaven becomes what? Ecstatic. Yeah. Ecstatic. Ecstatic. I say, look, the best example I can think of is a woman who loses her earring. Hey! Sometimes there are places they'll be looking for. I'll be wondering, how did your ear... Your, your, I don't use earrings. I mean, if you come to my, my room, I have my side where I keep my clothes, a, 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 a small side. <laughs> and the other side. Do, do you get it? And the other side. And the other side is where earrings and things pass. But my side... It's no, I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't wear earrings. I, the closest is this, my cross. That's all. That, I think that's the old, and cufflinks. That's all. But they'll be looking for the thing everywhere. I, I'm wondering, even recently, my son called early in the morning. He knocked on my door. I've forgotten what he was asking for. He asked me for something. Have I seen his something? I'm wondering, me. I don't even use this thing. So, why are you asking me? Let's, let's say he's asked, have you seen my... Socks. And I'm wondering, me, what will I be doing with your socks? Do you get to st- I can't fit into it. If anything at all, you can fit into mine, although it's bigger than you. So chances are, if I can't find mine, it's with you. But yours to come, it can't, look at uh, my, my body, a lot of body, and look at your small body. I mean, uh, where are you, James? Come. Look at your small body. Uh, look at your small body. You're like half of me. Stand at one place. Stop stepping on my toe. You are like half of me. I'm like two of you. Nothing of yours will fit me. I mean, let's be serious. So if you're asking me that, Daddy, have you seen my shirt? Is it fair? But that's how it is when you have lost something. When you have lost something. you be, Look, one, 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 one guy, I went with him to O.R. Tambo. And when we parked the car at O.R. Tambo, he, he told me, look, let's take a picture of where we have parked the car. Then I said, oh, but we will, we will find. He said, no, you will be shocked. We, we will be shocked that when you come, you can't remember where you have parked your car. And you will start to look in the dustbin. You look in the dustbin just in case your car has gone into the dustbin. You look everywhere. You go everywhere. So I was laughing. I was just laughing. I mean, I just took it as a joke. Till so one day, we had something. We were hosting a, an international minister, I think, in Monte Casino in Jobek. So when we got there, I don't know how it happened, but I had to take somebody's car to return. And he said, oh, I'm on the second floor getting to the end. Look. I mean, look, seriously. I looked and I had to move the car quickly. No, I was sitting in that car. I was, but I wasn't driving. But when we were leaving, something happened and the person whose car it was had to join the, the, the minister. So I, I was the next person that the baton fell to, to bring the car along. And also I have to catch up with them and move with them. It's not like go and bring the car so you can come any day that you like. No. So here am I Trying to remember where we parked the car because I didn't park, so I didn't even look. I look everywhere, even under people's cars, just in case maybe my car was there. Somebody came to park their car on top of it. The meter is running, and I have to catch up with the convoy. Not easy. So, so that's how it is. So it says, also in heaven, let's excite. Let's look at one more scripture and we close. One more scripture. Luke chapter something, 15. Let's read Luke. The story of the prodigal son. Anytime you win souls, excitement comes in heaven and excitement comes to you. Luke chapter 15. Bible says, a certain man had two sons and the younger of them said to the father, father, give unto me the portion of goods that falleth unto me. And the father divided unto them his living. So this is a very popular story of a man who had two children, and one of them said, give me what belongs to me. And the father divided it unto them. Then the next verse, 
I said, and not many days hence, the younger of them gathered all together, verse 13, and took all together and took his journey into a far country and there wasted his life on riotous living, or wasted his substance on riotous living. So this boy was at home and then he decided to go on a journey and he went on a journey. The Bible says in that journey or at that journey, he wasted his life. He got lost for and when he had spent all his money, there arose a mighty famine in the land. And he began to be more. After his money was finished, then famine came. Things became even more difficult. You know, when you are broken, things are well. It's different. Because when you are broken, everybody around you has some money. At least you get something from here, something from the, Anybody you visit, they'll be eating. You just have to pray to get by the Holy Ghost. By the time you visit, it's supper time. They are dishing out. So when you enter, no, not that they are now dishing, they have dished out and they started eating. Because sometimes when they are dishing out, when you enter, when you come, they say, okay, let's finish with you. Then we go back to. But you have to believe God to arrive. They've already dished and they've started eating. Then you knock. When you knock, they say, oh, come in. When you enter, oh, they can't all be eating and you alone, you are sitting there. So they make a plan. Then you have something. I remember when we were in high school, we had a senior like that. Anytime we make our food, then he would just arrive. Hey! Break time. As soon as we make the food and we start, not then he arrives. Then he'll come and eat with us. Because he can't be sitting there and not eating. So, so can I have a spoon? Then he'll take a spoon. So one day we decided, no, it's too much. So we, we hit all the spoons. When he arrived, so can I have a spoon? We were looking for the spoon. We couldn't find the spoon. Then he pulled out a spoon from his pocket. Hey! No, no, no. That guy is good. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have to even ask of him where he is now. Then he pulled out. He had his own spoon in his pocket. No, no. He knew that by all means, he has to, he has to be creative or else his ministry will end. So he pulled out a spoon. He started to eat. Hey, he's ready for any type of battle. I tell you. Do you see? So, but when you are broke, when others are broke, nobody can help you. That's what happened to this boy. The Bible said, and when he had spent all, then there rose a mighty famine in the land. Like things became difficult also in the land. So nobody can help anybody. And he began to be involved. Verse 15. And he went and joined himself. To a citizen of that country who sent him to the field to feed swine. For he will fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat. For no man, I told you things I had, no man gave unto him. He had nothing, nobody could give anything to him. And when he does, now look at this. And when he came, he said, how many high servants of my fathers have bread enough to eat? And I perish here in anger. Then he took a decision. I will arise, I will go to my, he took a decision to turn back to God. I will arise and go to my father and say unto father, I have sinned against heaven and before they are no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me as one of your high servants. And the Bible says, and he arose and he went to his father's house. When he arose, he went to his father's house. But when he was a great one, his father so had compassion on him. This is the beauty about God. Even just when you decide to turn your attention to him, God will also start turning his attention and moving towards you. Yeah. Many of us have been deceived to think that God is looking for us to punish us. That's the greatest lie. That's the greatest lie that Satan has been able to cook up for all of us. That Look, because of what you have done, because of the things that you have done, the only relationship God wants to have with you is to find you, track you down, and punish you. Yeah, that's the feeling. How many of us have heard something like that before. Yeah. But now I want you to know that God has a set of skills. If God was looking for you, he would have found you by now. I mean, let's be serious. If America has been able to find Osama bin Laden, do you think God will find you? So if God was looking for you to punish you by now, he would have found you long time ago to punish you. It's one of the lies of the devil. That, that's all God. No, God is looking for us to help us. So as soon as this guy started to come back, the Bible says when he was far away, his father saw him 
And he had compassion. He felt pity for him. Instead of feeling anger towards him, he felt pity for him. He said, this my son is struggling. This my son is hustling. How can I do to help him? What can I do to help him? Bible says, and he, when he, he, his father, and he had compassion on him, ran to him. He ran and fell on his neck, which means he ran to him and hugged him and kissed him. Yeah. Even before he could say anything that he was coming to say, before he could say, I'm sorry. No, no, no. He ran to him. Just at his sight, just seeing him, he ran to him. He fell on his neck and he kissed him. And the son said to the father, I have sinned against heaven and and in thy sight, I'm no more worthy to be called your son. Verse 22. But the father said, you remember that when he was coming, he said he was going to tell his father, I've sinned against heaven and in I said, I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me as one of your servants. When he said, I, am, I have sinned against heaven and against you, the father didn't even let him continue. It's okay. He said, but the father said to his servants, bring the best robe. Bring them, put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and shoes on his feet. This guy even looks too horrible. When people come, they say, this is my son. It's not good for me. So dress him up nicely. Then look at the next verse, 23. I think that's what. And bring he that the fatted cow and kill it. And let us eat and be merry. And be merry. You've missed a good place to put your hands together. He said, let us eat and be happy. Let us eat and be happy. Just because this boy has come back home, let us have the party and let us be happy. Let us be happy. Then the next verse, he explained why. He said, for this my son was dead. Now he's alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to marry. They began to celebrate. They began to rejoice. Anytime somebody turns around, the way God sees it is somebody who was dead who has come back to life. You think about it. Let us do a quick analysis and then I'll close for lunch. Imagine you have a relative who has died. Do you get it? My dear, what's your name? Ntobeko. Ntobeko. Do you know any relative or friend of yours who has died? Who, who, who is it? Your mom's twin, your auntie. Imagine you went home today after church and by the time you get home, this is your mom's twin. She's alive again and she's sitting. No, no, I, I want you to do that thing again. What did you do? Shut. Yeah. She's alive. This twin that was dead, though, is alive again. Can you imagine the happiness that will come into your house? Everybody will be excited. Everybody will be happy. Everybody will start to celebrate. Once it's not a ghost and it's like the dead person has come back to life. We'll all become excited. All become excited. All become happy. Even when people are sick and they look like they are dying and we are taking them and they don't die, they survive. We all become excited. How much more if they died? the excited so he explained this guy he was dead look practically speaking he was dead but now that he's back to life it's a good enough reason for us to celebrate he was lost he was lost but now he's found and bible says and they began to marry one day i was preaching somewhere i had an interpreter so I were reading the scripture and I said, he was, he was dead and he's alive. Then he said, something. Then he said, he was lost and he's found. How do you say he was lost and he's found? Yeah, something like that. Then he has been found. Then I said, and they began to marry. They began to be married. You know what he told the people? He told them they started to get married. So, and nobody told me, but I began to feel that something ain't right. So I said, ah, what did he say? They said, oh. I said, no, 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 no. They started to celebrate. They started to celebrate. Started to celebrate. 
When somebody turns to Christ, we celebrate. I pray that we will become vessels by which others turn to Christ so that there will be celebration in heaven and also in our lives. In heaven and in our lives. In heaven and in our lives. And in our lives. Make yourself a soul winner, savior of men, somebody who turns others to the Father, to Christ, to sense this gospel that Jesus died, was buried and rose again for our sins. You will see, you will begin to bring excitement into heaven and excitement will come to, into you. I pray for you that you will allow God to use you for this divine and supernatural purpose in the name of Jesus. Stand to your feet. Let's bring this service to a close. Oh, Jesus. Make me a soul winner. Lift your hands and pray for yourself wherever you are. Say, Lord, use me to turn others, to bring that which is lost back to you. Make me a soul winner. 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 In the name of Jesus. 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 Help me. Help me. Let me not just be in the church. Let me be a soul winner. Let through my life, others come to know Jesus. That excitement and joy will come in heaven and also in my life. In the name of Jesus. 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 Make us soul winners, Lord. Make us soul winners. Lord, behold every hand that is lifted up. Make us soul winners. Make us people who tell others about you. Tell our friends about you. Tell our neighbors about you. Tell our colleagues about you. Tell our family members about you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, thank you for every hand that is lifted up. Let the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ that brings salvation be upon every one of us that we pass it on from person to person. Release that grace to come upon us that through us many people will become saved that there will be excitement and there will be joy in heaven. We give you praise Lord. We give you glory in Jesus mighty name. And everybody said Amen. Say a nicer Amen. This week tell somebody about Jesus. Tell somebody this glorious gospel that Jesus came to die for our sins, was buried, and he rose again in the name of Jesus. Amen. You are here this afternoon. You want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. Jesus is not the savior of my life. I have not welcomed Jesus into my heart to be my Lord and my savior. Today, if I am to die, I'm not sure I'll go to heaven or I'll go to hell. But I don't want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven when I die. If you are here like that, I want to pray with you to welcome Jesus into your heart. Every eye closed, every head bow, we are going to pray. And I'm going to ask you to invite Jesus into your heart. Every eye closed. Please close your eyes with me, please. Close your eyes, gentlemen. Wonderful. I want to pray with you. Pastor, please pray with me. I want to welcome Jesus into my heart. If you are here like that, lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. From where you are, lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. Pastor, I want to go to heaven when I die. Lift up your right hand. When, let me pray with you. If you are lifting your hand, lift it high above your head so I can see and pray with you. Lift your hand right high above your head. I want to pray with you. I want, Pastor, please pray with me. I want Jesus to become the Lord of my life. I don't want to go to hell when I die. I'll pray with you. If your hand is up, come to me. I'll pray with you. Come to me. I'll pray with you. My sister over there, come to me, I'll pray with you. If you lifted up your hand, come, I'll pray with you. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. If you lifted your hand, if you didn't lift your hand, you can go back to your seat. But if you lifted up your hand, come to me, I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. If you are singing, let it flow. If not, also. Let him have his way. Pray this prayer with me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me for all my sins. I believe that you died for me 
and you were buried and you rose again I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life from today I am born again I am a child of God thank you Jesus for dying to save me Amen Father thank you for these two ladies wash them with your blood fill them with your spirit write their names in the book of life and use them to your glory and your glory alone in Jesus name Amen why don't you put your hands together for them thank you for joining us we believe you have been blessed by this life transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley for more information contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street Peter Maritzburg or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.